So the start of everyone's view on power begins with that quote, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. However, in the real world, it is much more complicated than that. See, it's definitely true, by the way, that power does corrupt. And we have plenty of evidence that it changes your psychology, it changes your brain, but it's only a small part of the story. And the much more interesting part of the story is how people interact with systems and why we end up with the wrong people in charge. The major hidden part of this iceberg where we just sort of see the tip, the power corrupting the bad people uh, doing bad things is a series of broken systems that attract and promote the wrong kinds of people into power. So um, where people who are power hungry, which we usually say bad people, yeah, those people are far more likely to seek power in the first place and very often they are better at getting it so we can always just blame the individual we can also always just blame the power and say oh you know power corrupts but the smarter solution is to try to design systems that attract all the right people into power so we get better outcome and that is the tax i think uh is for us nigerians because it's a problem that we have not solved Pretty much everybody you speak to is disappointed with those people who end up in charge. My name is O'Neill. I'm a dumb atheist podcaster. I'm interested in global politics, theology, and pretty much every apropos I was never invited to in the first place. See, many of my points are gotten from a book I read called Corruptible, Who Gets Power and How It Changes Us. I started studying politics and I was studying rigged elections and political violence after the 2019 general elections. And so I went around the internet and watched documentaries on former heads of state in authoritarian regimes, people who had been accused of war crimes, and I ended up with a lot of really awful people who had done some really awful things. And what was striking to me was that when I looked back at these people, some of them recognized this sort of personality traits in their bosses or in their homeowners association. Sort of a gem of an idea was placed in my head about is it possible that these traits are universal in power seekers and power holders? That's a question we have to answer. One of the problems with power is that you often have people who are drawn to it like mosquitoes to a sexy black king like me, you know. But, but let's, let's speak, get back to seriousness. So let's look at this small community in America. This is an example I got from the book. Uh, there was a particular example of this homeowners association president, and we will call him Martin. Now, Martin was someone who coveted power. He didn't want to help his community. He just liked the control. So what he did was he began to purge the homeowners association of his rivals. And then he began establishing bureaucratic rules that were very absurd. You couldn't have out-of-state gravel in your garden. You had to trim the palm trees in exactly the right way. And if you didn't do this, he would find you. As a result, some of these homeowners began to push back. They began to try to institute a recall election to unseat him from his throne of power. 
and he began to target them like o- occasionally some homeowners who stood up to martin had rocks thrown into their windows as martin uh fell he 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 was unable to accept the loss of power he started driving around the neighborhood taking pictures of people who haven't trimmed their palm trees to his liking and tried to send these really naughty newsletters around the community accusing people of being enemies of the neighborhood now martin illustrates a key point which is self-selection bias now what is self-selection bias self-selection bias refers to a phenomenon in which people who are power hungry people who are psychopaths tend to self-select into positions of power more than the rest of us and as a result we have this skew this bias in positions of power where certain types of people often the wrong kinds of people are more likely to put themselves forward to rule over the rest of us and that's the start of any sort of diagnosis that can lead us to a solution because the people who end up in power are not representative of the rest of us they are not average and they are not normal (laughs) once you accept that then you can start to counteract this problem one of the most uncomfortable questions to answer is are we to blame and why are we drawn to people who are clearly not in the business of public service but want to abuse us and often show us that they are strong men who are oriented towards conquering and dominating rather than saving us you know emilokon and that puts the mirror back on us and the answer is partly to do with evolutionary psychology now let me explain what i mean See, in times of crisis in the very distant past, it helped us survive to turn towards a largely physical, strong man. And that's because the challenges that prehistoric societies faced were often a threat from a warring tribe or something in which physical prowess and strength actually mattered. Now, when you look at the modern society that we inhabit, this is no longer true. We have massive number of examples of excellent female leaders who can't bench press as much as you know as much as me me <laughs> so like this is what we call evolutionary mismatch now we still have that template in our brains it's maladaptive it hurts us to still have this cognitive bias and yet it still exists for example if you ask people to select a leader, if you prime them, if you say, imagine that you're facing a famine, a war, some sort of catastrophe, then what people tend to do is they turn towards the physical, the physically um, stronger male leader, you know, alpha male, at a disproportionate, like a disproportionate rate. God, my English is getting bad, <laughs> but and the, the the thing is that modern leaders they know this i think it's by design like for example let's just look at vladimir putin he often poses with without shirts you know it's not no no no, no say he gets six packs but he often poses without shirts he tends to present himself as a strong man he often manufactures crises he invents them in order to show that he alone can fix it and here i am by the way you know shirtless on a horse i don't uh, (laughs) you shall get the point see the term by the way is 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 not an accident strong man means strong man 
and that's why dictators tend to be men what i think is that we need to accept that some of these biases are locking inside our heads that the product of tens of thousands of years of evolution they are maladaptive now they are not good for us but only by accepting and recognizing them can we start to now counteract them if we're going to focus on fixing this problem we have to think very carefully about systems now uh, let's say you're in a corrupt uh, department in the public service like civil service in nigeria um, law of civil service uh, departments and there are a lot of corrupt ones let's look at the police department for example if you are in a corrupt bureaucracy everybody around you is they, they fuck the rules up you know a lot of people around you are breaking it they are abusing the rules but it's normal it's what is done so the system is this key mediating factor trying to change a bad leader is hard changing system is something that we can actually achieve i think that part of the problem is we don't systematically evaluate these questions when we have choices about who to recruit or how to hire someone or how to promote someone so what i often like i feel the solution is is like try and imagine as a person you have a company imagine that the worst person in the world is trying to get the job that you are advertising for imagine that the worst person in the world like (coughs) 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 but then just imagine that the worst person in the world is running for the political office in your political party or in the election coming up tomorrow now design every system with that idea in mind you then have screening processes to try to weed them out during the actual recruitment process if they manage to wriggle through you have checks and oversight to basically eliminate them from those posts of power if they made it that far and then when it comes to promotion and the top jobs that's where scrutiny has to be the absolute most robust because those people are the ones who do the most damage like the scandals the major abuses of power those happen in the corner of offices when nobody's checking your chair no one is monitoring you rather than trying to punish and regulate every single person in the society who might steal pepe from the market or something like that think about people who can actually bring the 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 company down the country down your business down the people who can inflict enormous damage on our societies you're always going to have power hungry people show up and try to take power but what you need to do is dilute them and block them and that's where the system design is very crucial i think we haven't thought carefully about that <clears throat> we haven't at all that is a, a, a problem in nigeria like a series of rules of power around modern life is just so messed up we just sort of assume we can advertise for a position advertise for a promotion and wait for the right people to come it doesn't work that way we have to actively counteract this impulse of power hungry people to who seek to abuse power and when we design systems in an intelligent way we can screen out and topple the martins of this world thanks for listening
my Labour Party emerge victorious. Good night.